So that's also a really critical component. How can you help facilitate getting pay into the gig workers pocket on demand when they want it? And that's really boosted the, you know, the earned wage access market that you see that's bled over into traditional employer employee relationships as well. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris Antoine with Currency Cloud. And today I'm happy and joined by Andy Gardner from NetSpend. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to have you on today. Um, Andy is the SVP and General Manager of Business Partnerships from NetSpend. Andy, if you could, for our listeners, just give a quick background, brief background, um, you know, your experience and what brought you to NetSpend in today. Sure. Yeah, Chris, I've been, uh, I've actually been in the payment space for for 13 years, uh, all of them at NetSpend and, and actually got my start at, at Skylight Financial and, and Skylight at the time. When I started was was moving beyond the the startup phase into the that growth and, and establishment phase and was really a well funded type company that was was entering an exciting time in the pay card arena and so you know basically helping employers electronify their payroll so get those those holdouts that didn't want direct deposit onto some type of uh, prepaid program that could help them be paid electronically as 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 opposed to a paper check and so. Uh, that's where I got started. Had a lot of fun doing that. I was on the revenue side, so was was selling and doing business development. And you know, the next part of the journey was Skylight Financial was acquired by NetSpend, and so NetSpend had traditionally been focused on the consumer side of the business, going directly to consumers and, and growing uh, a prepaid business doing that. And, and they were interested in in getting into the B to B to C and the wage component of prepaid, and and that's why they acquired Skylight and. And uh, that was a good marriage for us. And, and um, we took that company, uh, IPO, and, and later merged with TSIS and then Global Payments. And uh, now, as you said, I'm, I'm SVP of our business partnerships division. And, and the, the products that, that, that I have responsibility over are continue to be pay card, which, of course, where my roots are, uh, our tips product, our digital disbursement and incentive offerings. And so uh, it's been a great 13 years and, and looking forward to some, some continued success here at NetSpend. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, just to, to dive in, you know, right into the, the specifics, I guess, of what you're focused on. Um, on this show, we, we really focus in on that embedded finance or embedded payments type of model, uh, which you guys really, you know, fit, fit into. Specifically, we can start out with, you know, payroll payments. And I guess today, uh, I guess we can talk about what's, what's happening with during the pandemic and how getting employees need to get access to, to that payroll. And so, you know, how are you guys with your your model and your products helping employers pay off their their employees, which obviously is the most important asset for them? Yeah, you mentioned you know the the pandemic and COVID nineteen and how we're helping employers with that. If, if we talk about payroll specifically, employers and businesses, uh, also employees, are under a, a tremendous amount of pressure as a result of, of the pandemic. But you know, people in this in this country are are very resilient. We, we were fortunate to work with a lot of really smart and, and resourceful people and businesses that we've seen do some really interesting things to respond to the, to, to the pandemic. And there certainly has been a, a ton of uncertainty 
but it's been really rewarding for us to to help and and be proactive also in our own ways to respond to what's been a crazy year. I will say just prior to the pandemic, we talked to about a thousand workers, hundreds of businesses, and, and we found that that many employees are, were struggling with financial stress. And so when you think about what we do at NetSpend, we're very concerned about the, the employee. We're very concerned about the consumer. Absolutely, we're concerned about the business, but we also focus very, very much maniacally on this end user that's using our product. And, and when you think pre-pandemic, we came into the to, to COVID at a time where unemployment was roughly three and a half percent. But even then, According to the survey that we did, 28%, almost 30% of workers shared that that they felt somewhat or very financially insecure. You, know, you fast forward to April, where we're at the depths of of the the COVID social distancing restrictions and things that we were doing to try to stop and contain the spread of the virus. Unemployment is at 14.7%, and and 60% of Americans had some form of of negative employment impact as a result of COVID, and so. Mm-hmm. While things have certainly rebounded since the depths of April, we're still not to pre-COVID levels and there's still plenty of, of uncertainty ahead for workers and businesses. So the, the pandemic has definitely had a dramatic impact on financial wellness and, and the things that we're thinking about here. A couple of good examples of what we've seen businesses do and, and, and what we're trying to help with is, you know, number one, workers and, and, and the workforce and people are needing faster access to, and digital access to their earned wages and the tips that they're earning. And one place that we work and spend a lot of our time is with restaurant workers. Mm-hmm. And so our research has found that, that that restaurant workers, nearly half of them wanted options that would give them faster and more convenient access to their tips and wages and, and waiting for their tips, waiting for their wages and delayed access to that really burdens them and intensifies the financial stress. And so we're finding that a lot of the businesses in the restaurant space and in the pizza delivery space, also salons are looking for technology to reduce and eliminate those delays. Also, what we're finding, another example I call out is, is digital spend, digital money movement, mobile tools, and other digital tool usage by employees is really accelerating as a result of, of COVID-19. You know, we've all heard about e-commerce exploding and, P2P transfer services, contactless and mobile payments. These behaviors are really surging as people are using less and less cash. You know, part of it is just the perception of cash being dirty and maybe you could get sick by touching cash and things like that. But but also it's just the convenience of of um, these digital mechanisms. This consumer behavior changes are really providing to be a catalyst to improve workforce access to digital payroll solutions, which can also reduce this financial stress that we had talked about earlier. So we're seeing businesses and and employers are really aware of this and they're responding by giving their workers financial wellness options that meet their employees' needs to keep pace with this this acceleration of digital payments. Is it fair to say that this this was the trend prior pandemic and then this has just been accelerated? Uh, due to obviously, uh, I guess all of the above that you just spoke of, but you know the business is transitioning and the consumers demand uh, to have you know real time access to to their cash, whether that's digital or or physical. And were you guys seeing that trend already, you know, on the upward, and then this has really just accelerated it because of the demand and need of nature? Yeah, that's a Chris. That's a great point. I mean, we if you've been if you're in the payment space, fintech space, which I know a lot of the the listeners here. Are you know absolutely you know digital payments has been growing 
you know, rapidly very recently. But, but a lot of the things that we've been working on for a number of years, you know, we've been wanting to see accelerate. And I will say one of the things as a result of COVID is we've seen it accelerate significantly um, this year. So I think things that may have taken two or three years to happen have happened in a matter of months this year. Right. And, and that's just a, a result of, you know, people not being able to be out and about and, and, or, or not comfortable being out and about. So yes, yeah, so I think to, to answer your question, absolutely. Things have accelerated at a greater clip this year, just as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. And, and to flip it on to the employers that, you know, being able to adapt utilizing a service like yourself. Um, can you talk a little bit about that transition for them? I guess the ones that really um, weren't in this space and now they're trying to you know, adapt, uh, as I mentioned, to be able to facilitate access to uh, digital payments and, and, and pay out their employees as, as the demand is there. What, what type of progress you know, did you have to go through for some of the, uh, the ones that weren't ready for that transition? And you know, how do you guys go about doing that? Yeah, some of the um, I would say some of the things that we've seen from from businesses that that are adapting is is the you, you know one of the the things that I would call out when you think about just digital and contactless payments and and the the impact on these businesses and, and how they're paying their employees the 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 first example I'll go to and I kind of touched on this a little bit already would be. Uh, restaurant and pizza and food delivery and salons you know these these industries in particular were most were among the most impacted by covid so for example pizza delivery actually they saw a boost right i mean i think pizza delivery was set up as well as any industry to do well in a pandemic right just to, based on their history of, of food delivery that was in their roots but when you think about restaurant salons you know they were dealing with significant shutdowns at, at certain points completely shut down. And then even when they reopened, it was at reduced capacities or outdoor seating only or whatever, and they're still dealing with those. And so we've been able to, to work with these, these industries to, to help them adapt to these social distancing and, and safety measures. And, and some of the things that we've been able to see them do, which have been interesting, like for example, in pizza, you, you know, we've all I've probably experienced if you've ordered from Domino's or, or whoever it may be, things like contactless delivery. If, you, if you've gotten your hair cut, You've probably scheduled your appointment online with a mobile app. If you wanted to get food from your favorite restaurant, maybe you weren't comfortable going, but you got takeout. And, and all of these experiences, you probably ordered your food through a mobile app. You did it online, or maybe you called. And instead of exchanging cash with these restaurants for uh, the services, you, you know, you're paying with a credit card and a debit card. And so this took cash out of these locations for these establishments and, and, and cash was not changing hands, not just for purchasing the food or these services. It was also for the tips that these employees and this work, these workforce uh, for these establishments earn. And so typically for these, you know, for these restaurants and pizza food delivery and salons, this wouldn't be a problem. Less cash is probably a little bit easier for them to run their businesses, but it is an issue when they go to pay their employees, these tips that they've earned. And if you think, let's just use restaurant as an example, the options for me, if I'm a restaurant owner and I want to pay my employee their tips at the end of their shift, which is the expectation, by the way, if you're mm -hmm. a server, you know, hey, I want to get paid at the end of my shift. That's part of the value proposition for me is it's, it's a great thing. I get my money at the end of my shift. The, you know, the options for me, if I own that restaurant is I bring cash in. Well, that's expensive. Or I send my manager out to go get cash. Well, that's risky. They could get robbed or, or maybe they don't come back. 
or maybe they bring cash into the store and it's somewhat questionable, but maybe that maybe that cash has COVID on it. And now, I've, now I've gotten my employees sick and nobody wants that. And it could cause me to have to shut down my, my location for a number of days until we can get, you know, until we can quarantine the location. And so restaurants are really struggling and with this dilemma, how do I get out of the cash business and at the same time, get my employees paid. And so we've been able to help these, these restaurants and pizza food delivery and, and salons address this by digitizing the process, whether it's using our API to send us tip load commands and, or whether it's using our tip network software where they can uh, send us these tip payments in a digital way and take cash out of the process. And more importantly, at the same time, get folks paid their tips at the end of their shift. And so that's, that's been really important. Another thing that we've seen, which has been really interesting is payroll, which is pretty mature when you think about over 90% of people are already being paid digitally or electronically their, their payroll. But the American Payroll Association did a, a recent research study that showed that 5% of employees during the pandemic have switched their, their payroll method from uh, non-electronic to electronic post or during the pandemic. And so you think, well, that's, that's not a big number. But when you consider coming into it, 90% of people were already paid electronically. That 5% is, is a big take. And so that's showing that, you know, virtually there's very few or if any checks that are still out there. And so, again, just continues to reiterate how things are moving, not just digital payments, but just how across the board digital is, is, is where things uh, are moving and how businesses are adapting and, and how companies like ours can help with, with that, uh, that evolution. Yeah. And I'm sure for them, the, the focus on how to get even their offering, you know, money aside, just to get their offering out there to digitize that is is a is an uphill battle for especially a lot of the the, the brick and mortars that weren't in that space previous to the pandemic. But then now um, to be able to worry about that and then focus on the actual payment side uh, yeah. for their employee in the back end is probably an afterthought. And so the fact that you guys can come in and, and help them with that while they can focus on bringing business in. Um, is a really you know a key point of that, um, and to keep the the businesses afloat. So, so cheers to that for sure on that side of it. To transition more to the other side uh, of the employers, or I'm sorry, the employees. You know, we've seen a rise in gig workers. Uh, I guess just you know prior to the pandemic, but it looks like as as of, obviously as of today, that business model and you know the demand for gig workers is starting to amplify. Could you talk about how this has been influenced as well and, and how you guys are help supporting um, that as well? Sure. Yeah. The, the gig economy, no doubt, is, is certainly a, a big, big force and in, in, in a mainstay in today's marketplace. You know, you're talking about a significant and, and growing population of the workforce. And when you think about gig economy and gig companies and, and um, these types of things, what you're talking about is is more payments, more frequency of payments from a company perspective. So if you're a, an administrator of of that company, so someone that's facilitating payments to these these contractors or to these employees, you've got to get these payments out in a very frequent, seamless, flexible type way. So these partners are looking for systems. They're looking for partners that can support their need to scale and provide flexibility, provide control. They need sophisticated partners that offer things like API architecture that, again, can simplify and speed up processes like enrollment, where you can get somebody that wants to be a gig worker inside a marketplace 
enrolled onto your platform to receive payments on demand very quickly and also can facilitate those payments very quickly. You know, we support many in this space. And as we all know about gig, it's not just about getting a gig on demand and, and hey, I, I woke up this morning and I'd like to, to work. It's also about providing pay on demand as well. And so that's also a really critical component. How can you help facilitate getting pay into the gig workers pocket on demand when they want it? And that's really boosted the, you know, the earned wage access market that you see that's bled over into traditional employer employee relationships as well. And it's really fundamentally changed, you know, we think where the, the pay cycle is going across the board, not just in the gig economy, but across the board for any employee employer relationship. And, and for you guys to bridge that gap. So, um, you know, obviously for the employee, the demand is to, to receive their, their payment after or in real time of, of doing, you know, whatever services that they provided. Um, but bridging that gap as well. So you, you mentioned that the employers have, you know, high demands in regards to technical infrastructure, then also access to be able to automate, I'm sure, uh, a lot of those processes. What other types of value do you do you guys provide to really, I guess, to improve the, just the financial health of, of the employee that they're paying out and, and be able to, as you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of you know, statistics around that financial health and they're looking for some help. Can you, can you dive a little bit into that and how you guys are helping within that aspect of it as well? Yeah. When you think about financial, financial health and you think about financial wellness, this is really like a critical component. For it, for us in particular, we we focus on this a lot. You know, when you think just our business model in general, we're we're really concerned about obviously servicing the and taking care of the the partner relationships that we have, whether it's a it's a financial institution that we partner with, or an HR payroll software company we work with, a bank that we may work with, a, a client that we work with, a restaurant, et cetera. But we are hyper focused as well on this consumer uh, that we work with. And so the financial wellness component is huge. Uh, it, it has a significant impact on our ability to have quality relationships. It has a significant impact if you want to talk about a gig economy company, or if you want to talk about an employer, it has a significant impact on on them as as well. And employers get this. You know, they they understand that we talk to employers all the time. And and they understand there's a direct correlation between financial wellness of their employees or their or their workforce and satisfaction and engagement and productivity and performance. Like they absolutely get that. And they're trying to address that. You see it more and more. I've seen it my 13 years here where maybe 13 years ago that that was a little bit of a topic of discussion. Today, that's that's the topic of discussion is what's what's in it for my employees. So to answer your question, the things that that we try to focus on when we're talking with employers and as we try to continue to innovate our product from a financial wellness perspective, focuses on, you know, what can we do to provide our our account holders faster access to their pay and, and peace of mind. And so examples of this would be, for example, our pay card product, our digital tips product, the digital wallet offerings that we provide. What can we do around earned wage access? We partner with a company called Daily Pay in, in, in that regard. What can we do to help uh, our card holders, our account holders invest in their future? And so things like that mean a savings account, you know, not just having a purse of funds over here where you can save money with no interest on it. What can we do to have a savings account that, that bears interest 
that has an auto save feature that you can press the button and you don't even have to think about you know saving it automatically goes in there what tools can we provide to our account holders that can help them manage and control their spending so they can see by category how they're spending their money and, and, and can get better about managing their finances in the way that, that they want to. Um, also, what can we do to help our account holders keep more of their money and, and, and save more of their money? And, and what I mean by that is, what ways can we provide that are convenient to the cardholder to, to get access to their funds at no cost and, and low cost and, and saving money through rewards programs where they can get cash back and, and discount prescription programs, things like that to really drive in value and, and savings and peace of mind and faster access to funds to, to that end user from a financial wellness perspective. Yeah. It, 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 so I guess, you know, to say it's basically a silver lining in, in all of this is that, um, especially how you guys are really maneuvering within within that market, really providing benefits to the consumer, is that this embedded finance type of model that is or embedded payroll that you guys are providing to the employers is really making it a, a standard moving forward in where I guess previously it was just just get money to my employee. Now it's actually provide, you know, a, a full solution uh, to benefit that um, consumer or or employee. Um, you know, rather than just to receive money and move on, I think it's expected, which you guys are at the forefront of, is providing those tools for each of the companies to to provide that. Um, because I think um, moving forward, it's just the expectation is going to be there from the employee and contractor and gig worker at this point. Um, and so, you know, look, looking forward, I guess, um, out, outside, you know, hopefully when, when this comes to an end, um, we can progress forward with with tools like this. Uh, for uh, employers as well. Um, do you see any, I guess, are you guys getting demand from the innovative types of employers um, for maybe products that, um, that maybe you're working on or you know, out, of, out of the box solutions that um, maybe, I guess, is not in a standard today or not in the norm that you could share with us today? Yeah, some of the things that we see that we see coming or, or, or that we're working on or that we continue to work on, as I mentioned, you know, earlier, as far as trends that, that we think will continue to uh, be important to businesses as, as they look to manage payments um, or along the lines, of course, around just continuing to digitize things. You know, the, the tips proposition is going to be really important. Um, but also, you know, digitizing payments for businesses that um, are like corporate disbursement, you know, so it maybe it's not necessarily corporate disbursement of wages, which is what we spent a lot of our time talking about so far today, but, you know, corporate disbursement to customers for things like rebates and awards. And so, uh, you know, rebate cards and, and, and rebate checks and, and prepaid cards to disperse those have been around for a long time. But, you know, what can you do? to um, digitize that even further, right? And, and brand and do things like that. And so those are opportunities that, that we you know, continue to look at. And, and, and we've got a, a card-based program today and we've got some partnerships that, that we're working on to, to digitize that that are of, of interest to us. There's also um, opportunities to you know, work with organizations to embed you know, accounts into you know, customer e- ecosystems to to create a more seamless, impactful experience where, you know, you we continue to see more and more companies that want to be more fintech like. And so they're looking for to, to companies like ours that can be 
payment companies, you know, the engine and expertise behind their ecosystems and their brands to facilitate payments. And so that's, those are the kind of things that, that we work on inside NetSpend and that are very interesting for us when you think about our open API architecture and, and, and platform as a service kind of opportunities that we can work on inside NetSpend. So those are the kind of things that, that we see. We're also interested in when you think about digital accounts for incentivizing employees uh, as well, which are separate from wage type of incentives. Uh, so these are the business uh, type disbursements and corporate type disbursements that that we see uh, as opportunities. Yeah, and I guess that platform as a service model seems to be taking waves uh, in in all types of industries. But I think you guys are really have that 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 grasp and net on you know specific uh, forefront of the employers uh, where others are are really focused on that banking as a service. I think where you guys are positioned well is that. That more of like payments as a service for a specific market where you really own that own that area, which is which is awesome to see uh, because I think it's it definitely uh, where the industry is heading is to make it more niche in specific industries and, and really focus on on those areas. So um, exciting to see where where it's headed in the next couple of years as well. Um, you know, as we wrap up here, Andy, is there anything else that you'd like to to add? I know we covered a lot, um, you know, thus far, but is there any? Anything else that we didn't get to cover today that you'd like to share? No, I mean, just in sum, I, I think what, what you know, I continue to see, what we continue to see is that, you know, things like convenience and, and speed and, and instant payments are, are just continuing to accelerate. You know, we've commented on this a couple of times, but there, you know, the fundamental shifts around, uh, around digital payments just continues to accelerate. This is stuff that's been in the works for a while, but this year, you know, the pace is is continue to really pick up and and things like the digitization of tips has has been an area for us where we've seen some acceleration with that. You know, and, and the fundamental shifts around how people are being paid is interesting as well. And so um I think exciting times in 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 the payments industry are here. And and I think that we will continue to see for some time to come, you know, these this more and more digital. Um, and I think 2020 just reiterated just the, the, the benefits of the convenience and, and speed that come with, with digital payments. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, it's really good to see you, know, you guys at obviously the forefront of, you know, probably, I guess in the news and areas that people don't see companies like yourself, as far as like the total landscape of, of providing the, you know, the necessary value, but it's a, in that back end, you guys are providing men's value to get, you know, the, the employees their money um, and a seamless experience and, and as fast as they can, so they can use it, to, you know, to, to everyday needs. So it, it's good to have you on and, you know, timely as well um, to introduce uh, to the market for sure. And, and we'll be sure, um, sure to share it um, in a, in a, as soon as we can and hopefully get you guys some, some partnership opportunities as well. So, Really good to have you on. Good to chat today and uh, looking forward to, to see what you guys have coming down the pipeline. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the time. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.